It's our anniversary. Welcome to another episode of the so-called Oreos podcast. It's a podcast where we discuss all the awkwardness, hardship, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as an Oreo. I am one of your co-hosts, Kia Swin. I'm Amari Pollard. I'm Rachel Fowler. And I'm Janae Price. Yes, good guys! Okay, this week in Black history, May 3rd, 1887, Edward Lewis had a problem with people trespassing on his property, especially poachers. Unfortunately, the only way to prevent people from coming onto his land would be to hide out on his property at all hours, day and night. And he solved this problem by developing a spring gun, also like kind of known as a shotgun, which he patented on May 3rd, 1887. I thought that was pretty cool because we created a gun because people were on our property and I'm sure he doesn't get any credit because when I tried to look this guy up, there was like one uh, link and it was like not even working. It said error. But I think it's important for us to know that we also created that. So when the NRA tries to be racist, just know we created a gun too. Okay. May 5th. 1969, Moneta Sweet became the first African-American to win a Pulitzer Prize for his photograph of Mrs. Martin Luther King Jr. and her daughter at her husband's funeral. Then lastly, on May 6, 1886, inventor M.A. Cherry patented the tricycle. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, just some black history facts for you guys this week. Um, Amari, what you got for black professionals we love? Yes. So um, this week's Black Professionals We Love shout out goes to the Real Housewives of Atlanta cast. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I know reality television isn't necessarily considered the upper crust of TV, but it has been one of the things that has kept me going during this time. And I'm really excited to see that they're going to do the reunion this season because when they... When the corona hit, I was talking to my sister and I was like, I hope they do this shit over Zoom. I hope they do it. And they're doing it. Um, it's going to be three parts. It's going to air on May 10th, 17th and 24th. Um, the premiere just released yesterday. So if you want to check it out, it looks like it's going to get hot and heavy. They're yelling at each other virtually. They're glammed up. People are throwing their devices. Like <laughs> if you want to not think watch this show um so yeah i love the real housewives and i love all of them i um, did not know you watched the real housewives yes I, I there was one one a lot of people don't know that i am obsessed with pop culture and like celebrity news and when i was younger one of my goals was to be an e-news host so i used to like religiously watch every reality tv show on vh1 uh e-news and bravo um so i mean i've i've definitely I've definitely had to cut shows, but Real Housewives of Atlanta is the OG for me. That is so fun. Do you watch the other Real Housewives? 
I watch uh, only Atlanta and then I watch Beverly Hills uh, and they just got their first black castmate Garcelle this season. So that's interesting. Um, and then I watch like, some of the spinoffs, you know. Wow, I literally am shocked. I had no idea you watched Real Housewives. Yeah, I, I mean, my, I it literally is one of the things that helps me not think. And my my brain is literally always going a mile a minute, even not when it's Corona times. So one of my best friends is like a, a psycho Bravo person. And mm-hmm. it's funny because like I, she just started working at NBC like not too long ago. So she's like really excited. Bra- she needs to get close to Bravo Andy. Yeah. He listens. Yeah. Andy. Sent out an email like, "Oh, there's a uh, 30 minute Q and A with Andy Cohen that you guys can sign up for." So now she signed up for it, and she's gonna like be like skyping with Andy Cohen and like a couple other people. Dream! Wow. I'm I'm helping her like ask him questions because she's like, "What do I ask him?" I'm like, "I said, what did I say?" It was like, "Out of all the real housewives, who would you want to quarantine with?" Oh, that's a good question. I bet you he would say like Lisa Renna or something because she'd be fun. Oh, you know, I learned something new. (laughs) And after a year of doing so-called Oreos, guys, it's our anniversary. Anniversary. Turn up. Yes, guys, this is one year of the so-called Oreos podcast. So this episode, we're just going to, you know, have a little like fun reunion show, like say some background stuff, give our favorite episodes, talk about kind things about each other. It's just going to be good stuff, guys. Okay. Then we're going to read some like audience responses and it's going to be a fun episode. Um, so the first thing we want to discuss is how the so-called Oreos was born. Does anyone want to go into that? I honestly, there are gaps in my memory. So I'll go from what I know and then you guys can just like fill in because honestly, I have a terrible memory. (laughs) I I know that for me, the idea of podcasting, me and Kia, as we've mentioned before, work together. Um, And she and I talked a lot about creating our own content and stuff like that because our company just, you know, doesn't always put it together for the colors. Um, and this spun out into a conversation with some editors on my team where we had talked about, um, you know, sharing stories from women of color, um, and stuff like that. Um, but that fell apart because my company was basically like, we don't have funding for those kind of things. Um, so came out with a LGBT focused podcast a month later. Just, just want to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry about that. My mom's texting me. So, um, after that, I think I brought the idea to you guys. And I was basically like, let's start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I remember it. Yeah. I think that's pretty much much it. (laughs) Yeah. I know we've been trying, like you said, Janae, like, for me, it was like, I always like I did radio for four years in college it was like a huge part of my life it was like a huge part of why I did like media and like my internships and I would wanted to do something after graduation but you know like after graduation you're like lost you're like your mind is I was adapting to the real world so I didn't like have time to like put into a project and I didn't want it to be like a half-assed project like I really wanted to put my all in the project and 
um, yeah, I was thinking of stuff for like the company we worked for. And I was like, no, we should pitch this to them. We did. So I'm proud of us for like trying to pitch it. And they basically said no, but I'm glad um, we did it anyway, because like, I think this, like Janae, when you talk to Amari and Rachel, I think that was like a week or two before I got laid off, but it was, it was like a good timing. Cause you were like, I remember like walking to the subway like that day and I was like crying and you were like walking with me and then you were like but like I talked to Rachel and Mari, like we're gonna get the podcast going <laughs> it was just crazy I'm not glad that she did it because it like it was like really good timing like it was like that all happened like February March and then like April's when like I started my new job and then like we had recorded the podcast and like at this time now so it was good that you like like I don't think you knew this but like you were pushing me to do it because I was really about to be like bruh I'm done with media I'm done with everything but it was like a good timing like you were like no let's really do it do it and then we did yeah wow it's my first time hearing this story (laughs) (laughs) I I knew it was like a weird fog moment for me. Like, mm. like, yeah, I didn't even think about the the timing of when it probably happened for for you, Kia. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. it was good because it was like, okay, like you know, whatever happened, like we're gonna keep pushing for it, like we're gonna keep doing it. So yeah. I'm glad it happened. I Sorry. No, I, my thought there was just like silver lining because we're walking to the train and you're like crying. And I know that like, this is tough because although we were both like, screw that company, man, forget them. It's still like you get laid off, you know, like you don't have control of the way that you leave a company where you spent so much time. So I'm talking to you and I'm like, positive things, positive things. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was good. I'll like never forget that day. Of course, I'll never forget the day, but there's a lot going on. (laughs) <laughs> but like now I'm glad because I was yeah I was like not in like a, a huge creative spot to be like okay I just got laid off let me put time and money into like uh, something else but it's good I did that at the same time of like applying to jobs because it was like my whole life wasn't around like you lost your job get a job like it was something else positive to like look forward to and potentially like another source of income too so it was like mm-hmm. it was good to have that balance and I think that's like important for like future things of like just have like balance of like work and play kind of like so you're not going insane but remember our first conversation about what we wanted to do I can't remember that at all Um, I remember it was over the phone yeah it was over the phone and I I I remember it more so being like for, for whatever reason in my head I always thought the idea was to to focus on the you know kind of the idea of being an oreo and like being that label on it so for me the the only thing i remember after brainstorming was trying to come up with the the name of the podcast mm-hmm. um that's the only part i i really remember honestly yeah, you know it was just like we all had like we all realized we had similar experiences of like kind of like growing up and feeling different and like mm-hmm. a large part of that is like our environment i'd always knew like for me it was like watching opera black girl really like Issa Rae like changed my life like I was watching in my white high school with like my two other black friends and we would just watch the show and like it was just so relatable and then my cousin was like you know 
you should really think about what makes you different. And I was like having a hard time because I was like, I just feel like there's so much like, you know, typical like black content. Like I was like, how can I really like take us like what makes it different? Like I just didn't want it to be like, okay, another black show about black topic. Like I just didn't want it to be like a typical like entertainment. I don't know. And like, like a shade room thing. And I was like, well, I don't really know. And then I just thought about like, you know, like what, what made me different, like my whole life growing up. And it was like, a lot of people can relate to that. So it's just I, like, yeah. I also, I also remember when, before we started the podcast, Janae, I don't know if we, we was talking with Amari too, but we were talking about starting our own communications company. And like, we were, we were basically, like, basically like working for our own. Cause we were just tired of like the bullshit of every day, like nine to five. And then, um, like a couple of weeks later, Janae, um, told us about Kia and how we, they had a podcast that they wanted to start. And I was like, yeah, let's just jump on it. Let's start it. You know, let's force our, talk about our opinion, our opinions and our experiences. So, um, yeah, I remember that. I did not know about the- Yeah, we were, oh, yeah. I had notes in my, in my Google box about like the idea of like a, a black media company specifically focused on representing black talent, but also like mm-hmm. working, like we had said, like Janae would focus on like, I think we said like TV and stuff. And then like, um, like Rachel and I would really like work on like the writing portion. Cause that's like mm-hmm. where we like feel like we thrive. Um, and just, yeah, I remember brainstorming about that. And then you're right, Rachel, then, uh, Janae came to us about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you so much on this episode, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I still think we should do the Black Media Company. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like a communications, like whole, the whole like Black communications thing. I, I'm still on it. Because for me, the idea came one day after work where I had realized that like, there was this one girl who trained me and she was so smart, so talented, but a terrible person. Like, I mean, she was just a straight up bully. Like she was just such a bully. And then on one hand, you have her who she's not being treated right herself, but she's also a terrible, terrible person. And then my boss, who's like completely incompetent. And it's just like, I'm like, I can't do this. (laughs) I remember it was one day. I was walking through Williamsburg. I was like walking to my car. This was back when I had a car. So, you know, this is a while ago. (laughs) And I was just like about to cry walking. And I was just like, this is so stupid. I can't do this. I need to have my own thing because no matter how I try at this company, things just aren't working for me. And then I just started thinking. And then I think one day, because me, Amari and Rachel, and even me and Kia have always had these great conversations about the things that we want to do about our culture, about just being black in America, period. And also being a young black professional who is a woman also. So like, we always just had those conversations and I was just kind of like, let's do something, y'all. Let's do something. Well, Janae, I know you wanted to talk about the photo shoot in your birthday party. So I'm gonna let you take that. Oh yeah. Cause I thought it would be cute to talk about like our first perceptions of each other. And I know that I'm pretty sure y'all can correct me, but I think the first time Kia met both Rachel and Amari was at my 24th birthday party, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. I remember, yeah. Yo, dude, your 24th birthday party. <laughs> Why does that? <laughs> I mean, of course you're young. It just seems like so, I can't believe it's like, been two years it's been yeah. two yeah. years like wow um and I just remember at my 21st 24th sorry birthday party looking back and seeing 
Kia, Amari, and Rachel talking as we were, we were like lost trying to get to a bar. <laughs> we were so mm-hmm. lost the whole night. <laughs> we're lost. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun night. It was a fun night. It was. It was a really fun night um, and seeing you three talking. And I was like, hmm, that's nice. <laughs> Because y'all know how I be. I'm one of those people. I'm I'm a connector. So when I have friends, you're most likely going to know all of my other friends because I don't know. I just like people to meet. So I saw them, those three talking and I was just like, that's great. That's nice. And then fast forward time podcast plans start coming and then we were like well we need photos um we had our first little photo shoot together and I remember we just like sat down and we were talking about everything we want to do everything we want this to be um it was a little awkward taking photos at first but then we were like eventually like all right this is fine um and it was just I don't know it was just a cute together moment that we've had together and I know we're all in different places but I definitely want to do that again no, oh, yeah, we definitely should do that again. When, when it's safe for people to yes. meet again. Yeah, we, 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 according to Amari. It could have it could have been this summer, but <laughs> it was supposed to be this summer, man. Well, it was supposed to be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember that your birthday, because I didn't really know anyone because like I met you through work, so like I didn't know any of your friends, but I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I'll go out. Like, this is my friend's birthday. I was like, I'm excited to meet people. I think I met Jelani maybe before or something. But I remember, like, Amari was the first one I met because she was like, has anyone told you you look like Amanda Stanford? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I was like, interesting. That's nice. <laughs> Actually, no. No one has said look like Amanda. <laughs> it's funny because I'm like, okay. Like, usually it's people who are like, the depending on I guess it depends on how my hair is like I'm not sure how my hair was so like because like when it's like in braids people are like oh Zoe Kravitz Lisa Bonet and then when it's like a certain way it's like Tessa Thompson but I never heard of Mandela before which is surprising to me because like even now looking at you I feel like that's like a very easy really you're the one that has said Amanda so far I don't see any of those people that you have mentioned, Kia. I, I see, <laughs> Everyone I says it's out of Do you see Amanda today? No. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't see Amanda. I do see Lisa Bonet. I'm gonna get my everyone big, says Lisa Bonet. Like it depends on like my hair. Like Lisa Bonet is like like when I did twist, like everyone was just like Lisa Bonet, Lisa Bonet. And then when I wear like my hair a certain way, it, it looks like Tessa Thompson and Creed. And people are like, Tessa Thompson. Uh, that's the one I get the most, actually, is Tessa Thompson. I was really confident in saying that because I never tell anyone what they look, who I think they look like, because I'm like, that's just setting yourself up to offend someone. So I never say it. And I was so confident. <laughs> I mean, that's a good choice. Like, I do not mind that. That's a nice choice. Like, I'm trying to find her with her hair out. It's not like you called me someone busted. Like, I'm trying to think of anyone who's busted. Yeah, luckily no one's ever been like, you look like that ugly person. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Someone in my program told me I look like Zendaya. And I was like, okay, no, but that's I was like, you just thought of the first black person you could think of. My friend in high school was like, she would tell me, 
bless her heart, she was just like this merry little white girl, and she was like, "You look like Beyonce." <laughs> I'm like, okay, girl. No one looks like Beyonce. No one. <laughs> Except for Blue Ivy. 13. I was like 13. I'm like, girl, you know I don't look like Beyonce. I weigh like 85 pounds. Guys, I look like Beyonce. I was told one time that I look like Beyonce. Mind you, it was from a drunk white man. But I still think that. Because yeah. drunk white are sober. Why do you think that, Janae? Look at me! Like, what? I feel like every, every Black woman was told they look like Beyonce. Literally, anyone. Okay. Never, never gotten back. Um, I remember meeting, meeting Rachel there, and I remember thinking, like, wow, Rachel's so tall and pretty. Right? Aw, thank you. <laughs> That's everyone's first reaction to Rachel. It is, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, like, 5'3", so she's, like, tall. And then I'm thinking first impressions for Janae was, like, we had met through like a mutual someone who went to Hofstra who met Jordan who I had an internship with and I was tweeting and she was like oh have you seen this girl at Vice and I was like I feel like I know all the black people at Vice but no I haven't seen her and then she's like you guys should meet up you should meet up and then I I think I emailed you and I was like I think we I emailed you the day this is prior this was back in 2017 when they had the first layoffs when I was there and then we like connected because we like didn't know what was going on like no one really yeah. and so you were like yeah it's a weird day and like you had just found out the fuck a lot of people got laid off i okay so i literally had no clue that layoffs were happening that day i look around mind you at this point this is my very first job huge company just started there i didn't leave my desk like even to go to the bathroom I was like afraid to go to the bathroom. So I was chained to my desk, which is why you didn't know me because I didn't know anyone because I stayed at my desk. Yeah, I did not see you. Um, and I just, everyone was sad. And I was like, what's going on? And then like a freelancer from outside of the company G chatted me and was like, are you still working there? And I was like, what? <laughs> and Kia started G chatting me too. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And we had like our first little lunch together a little bit after that. And we were, we connected because we both felt so awkward and weird there and didn't know how to talk to people. And we were just both kind of like, I feel on the outs here. Yeah, it was definitely a huge, like, bonding moment. Because I was like, there's a, I mean, like, there was a handful of Black people at that time, but it was like, we were both, like, the same age, and that company's piece is a little, like, I feel like everyone's, like, around 30. So we were, like, 21, 22 at the time, so we were already, like, outsiders. And then it was, like, you're already Black outsiders. And then it was, like, we didn't fit into, like, the hit circle. So it was, like, a lot of outside, like, oh. Like, cause I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who doesn't know what's going on. Cause that company sucks. And like, you just have to be like in the in crowd to like figure out what's going on in the damn company. So it was just like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> She's cool. I think it's together. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you guys met before, so. Yeah. 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 Rachel, yeah well, Rachel and Janae go back to, to college years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I saw Rachel in Spanish class and I was like, she a baddie, she gonna be my friend. <laughs> um, that's basically it. I was like, yeah. oh, sure, Rachel's not. She seems cool. Let me bug her. I, I saw Janae and, during um, um, one of the club meetings and she walked in and I was like, oh my God, she's tall. I'm like, I have to be her friend. And then the next semester we had Spanish together and then that's how we became friends. Yeah. 
So yeah. And then Amari and I, we met, um, we met twice for the first time. Yeah. Cause I didn't, of, like, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that we had met yeah. on, on New Year's Eve. We met on New Year's when Eve. When I first that. moved, the conversation that I realized that like me and Rachel were, was clicking was we were on a subway and we we're talking about, we were talking about writing. Uh, and I think like Rachel had like, was talking about like, just like how she had wanted to get into blogging and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that's like when we really started um, to connect. Yeah. But, I feel, but I feel like, you know, when you have like friends and you're like, I don't even realize when we became as close friends, it just like happened and everything mm-hmm. just like blends in between. And yeah. I feel like that, like that, ha- like happened for like um, me with Rachel, but like also me with Janae, because like Janae has think with you. I'm trying to think <laughs> because like you, we you have popped up in each other's lives randomly since high school. Yeah, and then I feel like it was like once I, I think it was like not, even before I moved to New York, you were like my main contact into New York. So whenever I'd visit, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm here." Like, uh-huh. let's. And I feel like I distinctly remember going to five napkins in the village for whatever reason and like we had a really good conversation and I remember going home and I was like she gonna be my friend like we're gonna be like real friends yeah and before that I remember I got you into teen talk too yes yes teen talk I totally forgot about that until my dad was like yeah you and Janae used to do teen talk and I was like Oh fuck! Today has really been in my life for a really long time. So me and Amari met because our parents are both in the Celebrators, which is this club of like the black elite in Syracuse, um, our hometown. Um, so there, our dads are really good friends, and we were both doing coach check. Um, and we made like some sturdy, sturdy we money doing people. coach. We would take the money out of the the jar yeah. so it looked like no one was giving us tips so then people would feel bad and oh, give, us <laughs> give us tips we would make like three hundred dollars in a night yeah yeah it was good money um so we would do that every year together um for a very for like three five yeah. years like that we were doing that together so it would just be like oh hey how was your year you know yeah. <laughs> like the annual catch-up yeah yeah and then I, in high school, did this radio show called um, Teen Talk, where like teens would just get in and talk about abuse and drugs and love and dating and, and all that great stuff. Um, and I, I talked to Amari all the time. I knew she was a writer. I knew she wanted to get more involved in like media and communication. So I was like, why don't you come do Teen Talk? And Teen Talk was struggling there. Like you were one of the best people that we had on the show at that point. So I was like, we really need someone who can communicate and ask questions and do research. Um, So yeah, then I graduated, went to school and I think we kind of like lost base for a while, but then you wanted to come to New York and my dad was like, Oh yeah, Mari's coming down to think she really wants to move to New York. So then we started hanging out more. You moved to New York and then there you go. I was like, Amari, come out to stuff. I have a birthday party. Like, I got some friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, cute. So, yeah. Those are our origin stories. Wow. Wow. Reminiscing. Wait, I don't know what you guys thought about me. Oh, well, did we talk? Oh. I thought we... Oh, sorry. No. We, had, we had talked about the first oh time we goodness. met. I guess we didn't talk about... Like we didn't talk about impressions. First time, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I thought he was cool. Yeah. Uh, well, one, I think because also I thought the company was cool. I also just associate anyone who worked for that company as being like 
a cool ass person. So when I met Kia, I was like, ooh, fun. But then Kia just started talking. I was like, oh, she's really cool. And I like the story she told because she, I specifically remember the story Kia told about Halsey because that changed my life. <laughs> that changed my life and my perspective of her. Yeah. And I kind of sort of blame Kia because every time I listen, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I feel like I've annihilated Halsey for 80 million people. <laughs> it's not even it's not even my goal like I have no like, beef with her like basically y'all I went to high school at Halsey um like we grew up in the same high school the only reason I have an issue with her because I really like her music and I do want to support her and I do support her the only reason I have an issue is because she like has this whole persona of like I'm a struggling black woman and, and that's just not the real life of how she was perceived in high school and like it, it's like offensive to me because it's like I know what it's like to be black in an all-white high school and like you only talk to white people you look white and you have that privilege so it's just like for me it's just like don't take someone's story and like try to profit on it that's like yeah. that's, that's the only thing but like I like your music but yeah you're you're not the first person that's been like hey, you ruined your <laughs> yeah I was like oh he went to school with Halsey and she's like let me tell you and I was like <laughs> what so then i mean anytime after that halsey started like you know like there was i think there was one story for rolling stone that she wrote and she was talking about how men were really off put like they were off put by her like the color of her areolas and her nipple because it's brown and i'm like see she says things just and like that was like her form of like receiving discrimination and i was like someone would have to get you naked yeah to realize that also, like, there are white women with brown nipples. That's like, what I'm like, she says things where you just already know that it's just, like, the stuff you're saying doesn't add up to, like, your whole oppression story. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why. And I remember, Amari, you came to one of our, you came to one of the companies. Yeah. yeah. And you were, like, you were talking to some guy and I was like, she, you always say like, you don't talk to guys or guys don't talk to you. And even that day, like the guy was like, I wouldn't talk to her, I wouldn't talk to her. Like, oh, okay. But okay. Can we talk about mm-hmm. looking back on that? I really do hate that situation and how that, it was like, we're all in a group and this, these guys, like one guy was like the go between and he's like, I'm going to pick like he he's like oh he wants to talk to you specifically and it just felt very like the way it was like orchestrated orchestrated just felt grimy and as i'm talking to him i was just like you're not like you you're full of shit and you think you're impressive and like i'm not impressed by you your Mm -hmm. main qualifier is that you're good looking and it just felt very like oh man that's the worst yeah I didn't like it I didn't like looking back on it I was like I should have just said no like what is this like what are what are we (laughs) this is not like this isn't me um (laughs) I will say that every time we go out Amari averages one Caribbean man that will operate out of nowhere Mm-hmm. And want to dance with her every single solitary time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people like a Caribbean man recognizes a Caribbean woman, but it seems to happen every single solitary time. We're out but to. it's definitely not my dance moves because <laughs> that's or nothing to read like, about. Your fellow Caribbean, let me holla. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. But I love when we go out because it's like, because I, I never have any interest usually like when we're going out and just like, 
the men in general. I'm just like here to dance with my girls. And I remember we went to Cinco de Mayo and there was some guy that was really trying to hit at me hard. And Janae's like, no, no, we're leaving. And I was like, oh, I love you. Wait, <laughs> stop. Well, you did it. You want, you, you want. No, I wanted. Yeah, stop. because I don't know how to like, I'm too like, and we were really drunk. We were really drunk and I'm nice and I like give too many people my number and then regret it. And it was just like, you know, when you need that friend who can recognize that you don't want to talk to this person and will step up for you. And that was just like Janae in that moment. And I was like, thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we, we're always there. Yeah, literally. I mean, it's harder though, too, we're though. It's hard. There. I feel like sometimes it's harder with um, like, when it comes like for me at least with Janae and Rachel because I'm like I can't like what am I'm like I can't step up and like I'm like no. these are also two women who I feel like are strong and can like hold their own even though I know like that's not you know like you will always need backup but sometimes like sometimes like people just come up to Rachel and she'll be like yeah no and then Janae's like mm. and I'm like y'all don't need me Rachel <laughs> is always that friend for me Rachel has every time it's happened i've been like wow rachel will legit kill someone for me. <laughs> like i will never forget and i was drunk and i think when i when i get tipsy i get very like slow to respond to things that are happening mm-hmm. so this foreign guy is like talking to me in my ear and i think he was like grabbing me a little bit i was laughing because of his accent like i was dying laughing i was i wasn't even rude <laughs> she <laughs> <ain't> right <laughs> I, know I know i know i know and I, he was like grabbing me a little bit too ridiculously out of nowhere. Rachel steps up and just pushes him aside. She's was like, this at, was this at Hudson Terrace? Yes, this was at Hudson. Yeah, I, I knew you were laughing at what he was saying because like, I'm like, this is not a guy that Janae would even go for. <laughs> and second of all, he was really close and aggressive. And I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> I was just like, this is so funny right now. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I honestly will beat up a dude for like any of y'all. Like I really would. Oh, I, I would. Nice. Like, I would. I do want to talk about Kia real quick. Yeah. My first impression of Kia, like I thought she was so sweet and nice to be, <laughs> which she is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, she's so Kia nice. Get <laughs> a role. Like when you get Kia hyped up about something. Yeah, I'm a fire sign, bro. Kia. We'll just, and especially if like she doesn't agree with something, I'll never forget. I'm crazy. There was a security guard who uh, at our job, our our job. So they had like this from prison to like professional program or whatever. So they would hire some people that were, you know, in the prison system and hire them as security guards or dishwashers or in, and stuff like that to really help them get on their feet like a fantastic and not everyone in that um, program is a security guard or a dishwasher for the company, but they did that too. Um, so this guy pretty sure he was in the prison system. He was just really misogynistic. He was very, very large and intimidating. And on top of that, he's like literally looking at women as they come in and like, how you doing? This is work, guys. This is work. This is work. And he's like literally trying to talk to every girl who comes through. And me and Kia would just like 
skirt, 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 avoid him. And one day we were just like at lunch. And I think, you know, other, other colored saw other coloreds eating. And next thing you know, there's a group of us just cutting up in the lobby. And I think this guy looks at Kia and he's like, you look like you date white guys. And Kia just looks at him and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, because like, you don't know me. Like, yeah. you know what I'm it's just like, that's like, you don't know anything about me. And then he was like, oh, I'm, I just know you're not in the hood. You know, I was like, first, I don't know you. And also like that. But why does that have anything to do with you? Like, I don't need to be from the hood. Like, does that make me more credible to you? Like, I, like, it was just like, I couldn't believe how, like, I'm at work and I'm getting, like, harassed by this person who was just, like, telling me all these, like, things about me that makes, I guess, like, he was trying to say, like, things that make me not black or all these things. And I was just like, I'm at work. I don't get paid enough to be here. Like, I'm just here. Like, like one, I'm not paid enough to be here. Two, I'm not paid enough to deal with this shit. And on yeah. like on top of it, this company doesn't pay me enough to even engage in this conversation. Like, but like, yeah, it's so funny because I feel like that's everyone's first impression of me is like he is really really sweet, but when she like feels passionate about something, she will go off, and it's like, yeah, that's pretty true. Like, I will be pretty calm, but then it's like. I feel like there's just like intense levels. So it's like, if I feel really strongly about something, like I just feel really strongly about it. There's just like no in between and mm-hmm. I'm working better guys on expressing myself and not as intense. Cause I'm like, okay, I am a little intense. Like that's my fire sign. I need to like pull it back a little bit, pull it back a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's amazing thing once you have your first conversation with Key and you're like, oh my God, she's so chill. She's so nice. Yeah, she's so cool. And then she's so sweet. But you're <laughs> about something and you're like... <laughs> but that's, that's also a good thing. Wow. Yeah, that's also a good thing. Speak up for, yeah. You know, you know, if you feel I passionate about I, something, speak up. Like, yeah. I wanted to be a lawyer and I was... Like, actually, I wanted to be a judge. So, like, I've always been, like, into, like, politics and, like arguing and like stuff like that like I've loved it you and I were constantly having healthy arguments over like gchat and in conversation like we we were constantly like going head to head on thoughts and opinions on things yeah in a malicious way always in a this is your opinion this is my opinion let's talk about I love that too because it's like you can't really do that with a lot of people I feel like people are so quick to be like offended or like I don't want to fight and it's like it's not a fight I want to hear your side I want to hear like yeah like you said like we we would do that every day like every yeah. day we'd be like okay we're gonna talk about this it's like it's still all love like we're not gonna get like butt hurt you know it's mm-hmm. like it is what it is like you know what I'm saying and but, um, always, especially with guy stuff Kia you've always held me accountable and challenged me with guy stuff and I think I do the same with you when we're yeah. You know, talking about things that happen with guys and Kia will be like, but don't you think that you're like letting stuff slide or don't you think you're being too negative here? You know, stuff like that. So I've always appreciated that. Mucho much. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's easier to do that when it's like, when you're not in the situation. Yeah. Like, it's easy to be like, Oh, this guy is this way. And then it's like, when you hear from your friend's side of you, it's like, Oh wait, but that's actually wrong. You should be like, holding them accountable or like expecting more and like we don't always think that so it's like you know it's healthy to like keep talking about things with your friends because like you'll have someone like breakthroughs where you're like damn i've been doing this for like five years i should probably change yeah Mm -hmm. you know 
that was a big thing that I think I've learned like this past year of like, if I would hate it, if someone was treating my friend that way, then why would I let someone treat me that way? Yeah. That's a good way to look at it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, like if your friend was telling you the stuff, you would not be happy about it. So you shouldn't be happy about it for yourself. Yeah. 100%. We'll talk about our favorite episodes. Yeah. Let's do some more reminiscing. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll, I can start first just because a lot of my favorite episodes came in at the beginning. But um, even just like looking at the outline, I'm like, damn, that wasn't actually, that was one of my favorite episodes. And I totally forgot about that. Um, so I loved our first episode just because I think it was just a nice introduction into what was going to come. Um, and I feel like a lot of our, epi- our episodes in the beginning and the topics were just things I was already passionate about. So I just like dove into them. So I liked when we talked about you talk so white, um, loved interracial dating. I think that was like one of the more emotionally draining and intense ones for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, cause I feel like that was when we recorded in that basement. Right? Yes. Um, yeah. I feel like everyone was room. crying. Cause I started crying. <laughs> then Janae started crying. Then Rachel started crying. And Kia's like, okay guys, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to like keep us moving. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> this mean because like my friend said to me, it was like Sagittarius and it was like, it was like Ariana Grande and she was like annoyed and it was like um, emotional water signs. And I'm like, damn, I am pretty, pretty non-emotional. I'm working on it too, guys, though. I mean, I'm a fire sign and I hate crying, but I think there's just like a lot of, there's like a lot of, there was a lot of internalized. Um, it was a breakthrough episode. It was like mm-hmm. yeah. therapy in like, we had like a breakthrough. Yeah. And I think the same was you're pretty for a black girl. Um, that was a lot. I think a lot of the episodes like force you to like think about things that you may have forgotten from like your past and mm-hmm. it just like digs it back up and you for when you forgot it was said to like you forgot how much power it still has over you. Yeah, yeah. I do like top three, but I think like the first episode, I, I think I went back when I was doing the trailer and I was like, wow, we like sound so good together it's just like it was like a good first like bam this is what this is what the episode's about like it was a good introductory episode and then the interracial dating one I mean I obviously love that topic too but like that one actually is still one of our highest like ones on like I feel like on every platform when I look at the stats like that one tends to be like one of the top five like consistently on like YouTube and SoundCloud. It's like people really like that one. So we should, I don't know how we do it again, but like, I, I think know. it was just like when we talk about dating, cause mm-hmm. I feel like we always have shit to say. Yeah. But people, that's, that is a, that's, um, that is a very, um, strong response. Like people do like to hear about the dating. Um, for me, like on top of those two that you just said, I love my, I think my all time favorite has to be like the interview with Janae's sister because that was like so funny guys I was like legit crying like <laughs> you were like I was dying like I did not know Janae's sister was that funny like it was just great because I feel like um just like she was so funny but it was like such a um it was such like an important intent and like I just I feel really strongly about education so I love that but I love how it was like a very educational topic but it was also funny and I just love like that mix of like you're getting information but you're also laughing so I was like my all-time favorite and then I also love the platonic soulmate ones we just did like not too long ago I love that one because like you said with breakthrough like there's a lot of things where like even going through that outline I was like oh yeah this is my platonic soulmate and this is you know how to look 
about soulmates. And this is how I really feel about this topic. And I really, I think the conversation was just good. And lastly, if I had to pick one, obviously New Year's resolutions, because you guys know I'm crazy. And I love just giving people <laughs> ways to like plan shit. I still think my chest just got tight when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> when I was writing this, I was like guessing your guys' favorite episode, and I thought Amari's would be the double conscious one. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. I just stuck with like I just remember really like loving our co- like particularly our even though all of our conversations are great. I just remember loving the ones in the beginning. So I think I just like went through all the like first the first season episodes. Um, that one also is another one with interracial dating that does like particularly well. Um, when I looked at the stats, that one kind of like comes out, like it has higher numbers than the other episodes around it. So people also like that one too. Well, my top three, um, the same as one is one of the episodes that Mari picked was you're pretty for a black girl. Um, I like how we had conversations about what we went through, um, growing up, um, you're black and introverted because I'm black and introverted. She is. And so you have um black amazing friends that was a good episode yeah that was a great episode i guess the black introverted for rachel Um, (laughs) but i also that one's also one of my i just said everyone's my favorite but yeah i love all of them but that one i do really love because um reading that article and like hearing your experience about like work and stuff like i never like it just things just like click to me like how you were like, yeah, like this Asian girl on my team, I, we do the same thing and y'all talk to her differently than the, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, I, like, I mean, I'm not like, I'm introverted at work, like we said, but like, I had like something similar and I didn't realize that that was like, it was wrong for them to kind of like treat us differently. Cause I was just like, okay, I guess I just have to work harder, but it's like, no, that, that was wrong. Like mm-hmm. we, we do the same job. I do I have a, like, higher res like a better resume than this girl and like you're just giving her like a promotion because like she she talks about dumb shit with you like it's like because I don't want to talk to you like yeah Yeah. like clicked in that episode where I was like oh damn this is an issue (laughs) yeah and I feel like no matter what space whether I stay at my current job or go to like another job I'm always gonna have like these experiences because they just view black women as being loud and um outspoken and you know like the life of the party and, and entertaining and so um I, I know that now so I know how to like carry myself and to um what to look to, look to, what to look forward to and how to um like maneuver in those types of situations so yeah yeah that was that was a great one um, today, what was yours? Um, Kia, can you guess mine? Ooh. Wait, hold on. Music. Janae, one of Janae's music. I feel like Janae's, why do I feel like, okay, music is a good one. I feel like Janae's might be traveling. <laughs> I feel like ghost, I would have said traveling too. Okay, so I'm not crazy for the hair journey. I, or I think platonic soulmates is one of them. Yes. <laughs> okay, Rachel. <laughs> you know her best. Well. <laughs> huh? Is that image one of them? What? Body image? Yeah. Oh. Uh, damn I it. I like that one a lot, but 
No, that's not. I think your sister's is one of them too, the teacher. My sister's is my all-time favorites favorite because basically same thing Kia said it's a great combination talk like very very educational my sister she's studying right now to become an administrator um she's so knowledgeable and not only that she's a fool like (laughs) (laughs) she is so funny she's so straightforward she's so blunt um and she's thinking about starting her own podcast now too so yes you should no, she should. She's she's she was, that was a really good episode. Wait, yeah. black friend, uh, female friendships. That's your favorite. Yes, yes. <laughs> black female friendships is definitely my second. Y'all should know that I am an emo hoe, and I just like talking about feelings. Like I just love talking about those kind of things. Um, and I did actually like um, Plutonic. Whoa, lost my train of thought. Yeah, I did like Plutonic Soulmates a lot because I learned something while um, researching that too, while making the outline for the episode that was like, oh, all the different things. Um, So yeah, those are my three favorite episodes. And Body Image is definitely an honorable mention for me because Body Image has always been something I've been very interested in. So yeah, I feel like when I was going through the list, I could tell like, I was looking at like who kind of like brought the conversation for each episode. So like Rachel was like black and introverted. Janae was um, the body image and like uh, Amari was the double consciousness. So I was like, I feel like they're going to say these, but you guys caught me off guard learning something new. <laughs> um, okay. Big moments that made the podcast feel more real. Janae, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, for me, a big moment, because you know, um, for our listeners out there, it's weird putting yourself out there in this way and then thinking people actually like listen to you, people that you don't know. Because for me, it's always a thought of, you know, it's probably just my mama and daddy, maybe my brother and sister occasionally, and like, that's it. Um, and then one of my cousins who like, we're, we're cool. He's great, fantastic. But it's like my male cousin, cornered me at like a family celebration and was like I really like your podcast and I was like oh wow that's that's crazy it, it just seemed like something that was kind of out of his purview to even engage with and then knowing that he listened to it and liked it was like wow and then um another one of my coworkers was also like I really I'm a huge fan of the podcast I listen to you guys you guys are so cool I want to meet the girls one day and I was like wow (laughs) those are my two little moments of realizing that like this is actually a thing that we're doing that might grow legs one day you know oh Um, I have two little moments too. So I think one was when I think I like announced, I announced on Instagram um, that I was leaving the city to go to grad school. And I remember several people inboxing me and their first question was what's going to happen to the podcast. And they were all like, you know, like they were all like my white friends. And I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) okay um I was like don't worry we'll still be doing it um and that just like you know I I I do the podcast with obviously black women in my fourth and like in the forefront of my mind but with the hope that you know other people from different cultures are 
listening and enjoying it. And that was just like a nice affirmation. Um, and the second one is you guys already know the story, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before. Um, but every, every so often my family has a Christmas party. And so this year we have family in Canada who always come down and, uh, my cousin, uh, was got recently married. And so he decided to stay with his wife, um, and her family for Christmas and he didn't come to the party. And so when he found out that Janae was at the party, he was like, wait, Janae from the podcast, Janae? She was there? <laughs> and he was so upset. I'm like, yeah, I missed you too. Um, but that was, hey, Stephen, <laughs> that was a really cool moment where I was like, oh, like not only does my family listen, but they're actual fans of the podcast and really like want to meet certain people. <laughs> A big moment for me was when an old elementary school friend inboxed me on Instagram and she listened to the first episode and she loved it. Like she wrote a long paragraph and um, she's talked about how much you the podcast and how it relates to her about being an Oreo because she's also Caribbean. Um, and um, yeah, it was just like, wow, like 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 y'all said, like people are actually listening and not just, you know, like our friends and family, but like people like we haven't like seen in like a long time and, or um, just like random people hitting you up on social media and telling you how, you know, grateful they are for the podcast and how, you know, they had similar experiences as we have. So that was very, that was, that was nice for to, to hear from her. Yeah, for me, it was like similar, like people... People like not just saying it once, but like consistently being like, hey, when's the next episode? Or like, I really love that episode. And you're like, oh, people are really like following up with us. Like they're listening every week, which is crazy. And then like another thing was when like Podcorn reached out to us and I was like, okay, we must be doing something right. Like how the hell did y'all get our emails? Like, mm-hmm. like that, like it was like, okay, we're on the right path to like the next step. And like, so it's just like, okay, like we're doing something right with like, not only like, trying to monetize it but also with like people resonating with the content so it's like it feels good to have like both of those things yeah for sure agreed agreed um so the next thing we want to do is like what did we learn about i guess podcasting um what did we learn about ourselves and what did we learn about each other over the last year oh loaded Uh, Mm, about podcasting i would say the shit's hard um (laughs) (laughs) it's it's uh, yeah, I mean, I used to before when Janae originally, um, you know, came came to m- me with the idea. I was like, I'm the kind of person that would make fun of people who had podcasts. I was like, everyone and their motherfucker. Sorry, everyone has a <laughs> everyone has a podcast. Um, but whether it's like a big or small thing, it takes a lot of energy, um, a lot of motivation. There are so many days where I'm just like, I don't, one, I don't feel like talking. Uh, two, I don't feel like putting in the work that goes into promoting an episode or like doing all this back end stuff. Um, but yeah, it's hard, and I definitely don't trash people who do it. Yeah, well, I'll definitely piggyback on that because we do put like a lot of energy and like effort into like making the outlines and researching these topics and like coordinating, like looking for studios and like. How do we make the audio better? What's our social strategy? What what things can we do to create the social strategy? Like there is a lot, guys, that we put into this podcast. So like we do want it to like be well, but like there's a lot of energy that, like you said, like it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of like 
time and like editing like I didn't know anything about editing I'm glad this podcast like forced me to like edit because I was a TVGM major and y'all like the editing courses were like my worst courses like I didn't understand what the hell they were talking about it was like tech science all this stuff and I was like I literally don't know what you're saying it was like a lot for me in school so like it's amazing that I can actually like do it now but I'm like oh okay I like I can process this and like the RSS feed and like Podcorn and Podbean and like making the website and what's the ID D3 tags and like it's there's like, coding involved. Yeah, it's like for <laughs> Janae. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's also like we don't have like it'd be different if we were like, you know, influencers and we would just pay an editor or pay a producer, but it's like we're doing it all like we have to learn it all of our own. So like or even of us had like a serious tech background. Mm-hmm. Like just to piggyback the piggybacking Nakia was doing on Amari's original thought. Like the other day, I legit had to walk away from my computer because we were doing, I was doing stuff for the podcast. And I realized that this crap is over my head and YouTube's not even helping me. And I was just like, it's some bullshit. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of work. It is. And I do think that it's worth it because for me, ultimately, I'm like, one day I want to be able to eat off of this podcast. I no longer know yes. where I fit in the journalism world. Like I'm not sure anymore, but I know that this podcast is something that fulfills me and brings me happiness. So I'm just kind of like, all right, this is hard, but they say anything worth it is hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely like challenging to be like, like we're going to put like, we're a year in, like we said, like, and we were kind of like this last year, I feel like we basically learned like a lot about like the audio and like the mic and like, even now we're like doing this, like we're all four in separate places. Like it wasn't just like, okay, Amari's gone. Rachel's gone. Okay. Like we have an editor like helping us get all of us. So it's like, we're all doing this like together separately from everyone. And it's like, we learned a lot about like social strategy, like we said, and like, it's like, I feel like we're planting the seeds now. Mm-hmm. And like, we're really going to reap the benefits in the future. But I like, I know it's a lot now, like it's time consuming, but it's like, okay, I feel like it's worth it. Like we're doing a lot. And it is a little like, of course we get discouraged. Like I personally get discouraged when I see like, just like stupid, like influencers or like celebrities who just have a podcast because they know they can make money off of it. And it's just like, it is frustrating because they're like, well, I'm putting all this work in. I know our content's better than yours. Like I know it has substance to it. And it gets kind of like lost in the tracks of like celebrity entertainment, just like flooding the podcasting game. So like that's something I'm personally trying to work on, like not comparing us to like celebrities and other people that mm-hmm. are just not the same as us, but like it is a lot doing it our own, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, aside from you know the technical part of the podcast and like social media and put it all together. Um, I learned how important it is, what, like what we're doing, how important it is because we, you just never know who you can, um, who's listening and who you're helping. And, um, we're like encouraging women or whoever listens to this podcast who, who has had the same experiences as we had to speak up for themselves and to continue to live their best lives. And, um, no matter what, however society label you as, um, to not care about what society labels you label you as because you are your own unique self. So that's that's like the important thing that I've learned from from doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as like 
each other and myself. I'll say that I think I've, I've learned the importance of like leaning on other people because like in this situation, you guys are really my teammates. Um, and I think I've learned the importance of being able to, and also like stepping up to the plate and being like, ah, I fucked up. I ain't do this when I was supposed to do it. When I said I would have it done, let me promise and say, I'll try to get it done now. And just learning that, like, we're all in this together and that we all help motivate each other, push each other. And also we can say to each other, I'm not feeling it now. Let's okay. try, you know, meet another time or talk another time, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me, that's been like an important thing to bring to the rest of my relationships, just to be able to express um, and know that you guys are people who I've had in my life for a while. And I think you guys really like me, so I should be. <laughs> we love you, Janae. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. Because I feel like what you said, like, it's like important to communicate like, hey, I'm just not feeling it right now. And like, I'm just I just don't have the energy to like contribute to what I said I was going to contribute like if that's mm-hmm. like the social thing or conversations like listen I'm just like and I think so many people are afraid to do that but it's like I'd rather know than you just like blow me off or something you know what I'm saying like it's like you wouldn't say that to your boss you wouldn't just be like fuck it I didn't even tell you I was coming to work today like you would just be like hey I'm not you know I need a personal day like yeah let me have, like mm-hmm. you know um and then for me it's like on the opposite a spectrum it's like understanding that too so it's like understanding people like don't always feel the way I feel or communicate the way I communicate. So I just have to accept that people communicate and feel things differently. Like mm-hmm. the water signs, not a water sign, um, fire sign. Everything's intense and go, 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 go. <laughs> but I'm realizing like not everyone operates like that. People have hard days. People are entitled to having days and people are entitled to be more emotional than I'm being emotional. There's nothing wrong with being emotional or not emotional it's not wrong. It's just like accepting that other people are different from you. And I feel like that's another thing I realized with like dating too, which over the past year, it's like you, like we get so mad, like, Oh, he didn't do this. But it's like, let's kind of break it down a little bit and see like how they operate and how they think about things. And also friendships too. Like it's, you know, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just like going I don't even think I'm piggybacking Um, but I think I grew up playing sports so I always like really liked the team aspect of everything and I really struggled in like going into the workforce and not necessarily feeling that as intensely as before and so I think the podcast like Janae had said like it's like a teamwork I've really I've really I think I'm used to micromanaging things uh and I really like that, like in the podcast, like everyone kind of has their own lane and um, everyone's like responsible for that. And I really leaned into that because I think even in grad school in some group projects, I'm be doing all this shit. And I really like when, you know, people have their they're doing they're focusing on something and it comes together perfectly. Um, and I think I've also realized that like uh my individual success isn't necessarily as important to me as it used to be. Um, growing up, I think I was growing up. I don't, I couldn't envision myself doing a podcast with four other people. Cause I think that would require sharing a lot of space that I probably didn't have inside of myself. I was very like self like involved. Um, I saw a lot of people as competition and in this, it's like, 
I love seeing that we have the podcast together, but everyone's like doing their own individual thing. Like Kia, like the other day, like wrote a great article. Um, and like Rachel started her blog and like Janae's like when Janae does hers, I think it's like great. Like when Janae, when we're in New York and Janae was doing a lot of um, modeling shit. <laughs> um, I like, t- I think it was like cool to just like kind of promote that and like really see other people thriving, particularly my friends and people I love. Um, and so I think like, I need to like continue, like continuously remind myself about that and how like, that's what brings me joy is like seeing other people um, thriving. That was a great response. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to have anything else or I'm going to go to the one of the last questions let's go to the last um, so one of our last things we wanted to discuss was where are we one year for making the podcast and what are our goals for the next year for the podcast I I really just want to see growth that's my biggest goal like I said before I want to eat off this one day um so like as long as we keep supporting each other and we our listeners keep on supporting us and our listenership grows like that's really the goal that I have so that's all yeah the same for me growth um hopefully we can sell merchandise and um get more followers and to continue to um, work together the best way that we can. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like, yeah, this year is so, I mean, I touched about, touched on this a little bit last episode, but like this year's, it's like significantly different than last year. Like, like I said, last year at this kind of time, I was like, got laid off, start a new job. Can't have my house. Like it was just a rough, tumultuous year in my career. <laughs> um, it still kind of is. I'm still like grappling with that. Um, but it's definitely like growth of like, like I said, learning how like to accept that other people's communication styles and like feelings are different from mine and that's okay. And like um, learning how to work with that. And like, um, I think the teamwork is good too for me, especially because like I, I haven't really had to do anything in a team for a while. Like I work in communication. So like it's just like me writing a press release or a pitch and like I don't have to work with really a lot of people to do that like it's just it, I was kind of like in my own lane and then um in like my job now it's kind of like I, I don't really have to work with that many people in, in terms of like daily tasks so like I, I just I'm kind of doing a lot of individual stuff um so it's good to kind of just like in or in terms of growing as a person like accepting people and like growing with them and like making myself a little more grounded in that aspect um so just like kind of just like always looking inward and being like how can I improve these qualities that I know I'm lacking and then next year for the podcast obviously like like I said we're putting in a lot of work now and like next the goal is like to kind of get the social strategy down packed like and like the work we put in like just generating a lot of like following and listening and like podcorn and and we're reaching out to advertisers and social swaps that it like all like works in our favor and like we just don't have to like put this much work into it not that we don't mind it, but like we reap the benefits from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like my goals are similar to everyone else's, but I also do like think that like 
what my goal was like for the podcast. I remember like Janae, Rachel and I, when I was in New York, um, like we were talking about like possibilities and where I went to go see the Nutcracker. Um, and, but I, I do think like what we talked about then has really shifted just since Corona and like, like trying, I think like my goal now is how to adjust in the time that we are in and how to still find growth, um, that might not be able to expand into the physical world. Um, and so I think it's just much more of like an emphasis on like, um, digital growth, how to spend more time on that. Um, and so that's just like what I've been thinking about lately. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So I'm just going to read to audience feedback. I want you guys have audience feedback and we'll do like the quick superlatives. Um, yeah. But someone from one of the podcast groups from us said, Lord Jesus, this is one of the most amazing podcasts I've ever listened to. I love the flow in it, except some of you are sounding distance from the mic, yet the sound is amazing. I don't know what that means, so thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then another one was someone who had met a comedy show. Um, and like I sent him the podcast and he said, Thank you, Nikia. Wish you and your team the best as well. I'm not just saying this. I really think you gals, if that's the proper term, are onto something with the Oreo podcast. I'll keep listening and feel free to stay in touch. Wait, did you did that person say gals? If that's mm-hmm. a, okay, I didn't know if you like you if you inserted that or if they said that. No, I no, they said gals. They said. I think that's. I think that's. I mean, yeah, so being very aware. What did you say? I said it's being like I feel like to insert that is to be aware that like that I don't know I feel like people would like they don't know how we identify if it's so I feel like that's how I took it if you say gals if that's a proper term oh wait do you think that gals is like a, a bad term or like a- no I'm just saying like I feel like nowadays with how people <laughs> like what like what your like pronouns, pronouns or preferences or like you know how people used to say guys and now they're saying don't say guys because that's assuming that like <laughs> like okay you know? I know. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. I'm trying to like find this other thing. Is um, yeah. There was another like review. It was like an audio review. But did you guys have any other reviews that people said or? No. no I didn't. I didn't. I didn't scroll through the archives yeah. and check. <laughs> I know they're there. Check it out. <laughs> I know they're there. Well, basically, we hope they're good, guys. Um, but uh, Sometimes I just like to screenshot it to be like, yay, people. It was there. Thank you to all of our listeners. We love you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, So last, I guess, is the surprises before we get into mental (laughs) health. Um, So I just like picked like, I think there's eight of them, just like real quick, that I thought would be funny. Because I feel like they do this on reunion. Are we each going to pick a person for each of them that we oh, think? Kind of tell me who do you think? Like, yeah, like, most likely to be on catfish. I don't think any of us. <laughs> um, we. I would absolutely adore if someone like chose me. I think you. Would, I was going to say you. If to catfish you? No, if they like chose my pictures to catfish someone oh, else. Oh, with. He, so absolutely honored i didn't even think about it from that perspective i just thought like none of us like we're not fools yeah. like we ain't gonna be on catfish. why do i think janae then <laughs> maybe because i like catfish a lot and i watch the show i just automatically thought janae would be the one catfishing people not that that's like catfishing <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> this is why people don't do some furlough. <laughs> no, not that that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think you're crazy. Like, do you guys remember on Insecure when they like had the like group um catfish account? the stock guys you don't remember that no no <laughs> you guys don't remember. this was last season she won yeah last season was a year and a half ago i don't remember half the stuff that oh, happened <laughs> it wasn't a bad thing they just need to they just need to creep up on some guys you know i, I feel like catfish to creep up on guys to investigate thank you see i i feel like we but we're i feel like we're savvy enough we're like we could do it without catfishing. Like I've been able to find people's information just through like LinkedIn oh, and they yeah. supposedly don't have LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. So most likely to drop her phone in the toilet. I think Janae. What? Janae's, say- cl- Janae's clumsy. <laughs> I was going to say Kia. Yes. Me. But I'm <laughs> Kia. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you guys didn't say thank you for not saying me. Um, yeah, it's most likely. Because this time last year, I did I did lose my phone and dropped it. It got stolen, actually. I still never got it back. I did no. leave my phone in an Uber one time. I also lost my phone in Spain, so not surprised. I feel like the people who are likely to do things on their phone while doing other things would be the most likely to drop it. And I can just imagine... Like Janae going mm. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't me, I definitely would say Janae for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, most likely to sleep through an earthquake. Rachel. <laughs> no, I'm a light sleeper. <laughs> I was just gonna mm-hmm. vote myself because I, yeah, I, I was gonna say Amari. <laughs> I sleep through a lot of shit. Yeah, I feel like Amari because we like deep sleep vibes. I, I will I I think it wasn't too long ago that I literally slept for 15 hours. Oh, I, 15 okay. hours. See, I mean that could also be depression, but like, but <laughs> but there was. I remember specifically there was one time growing up where there was a winter storm and I had no clue what happened. And I went outside and all the trees were knocked down and I was really confused. And my parents were just like, like what the hell? I wish I could sleep like that. I feel like now I'm so sensitive to sleep and it's it's annoying. Like I'm literally getting new blinds at my parents' house because like I can't deal with like the light mm-hmm. like i'm like i'm willing to pay to put the new blinds and i don't care like I'm just like i can't um next one most likely to survive the hunger games i think yeah kia. kia really yeah, fuck, kia would fuck some people up mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to me Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Rachel or Janae. <laughs> nah. Why? Because we no. big? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so honored. This is so amazing. <laughs> Janae would try to survive as long as possible, but I feel like Janae would be like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. Yeah. And Rachel would be like, Mm-mm. I feel like Rachel would probably like hide with a book, and like when people come, she'd be like, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> I would just I'm so honored that you guys said I would survive the hunger game. I would definitely pick myself last, but this is amazing. No, okay, so you know, okay, speak, so I think Kia would be a combination of the girl who hides until the end and then dies with the berries. I think Kia, because she was like really like she was very like stealth and was like hiding places. So I feel like you're a combination of Wait, that. Mandela Sandberg's character? No, no, no. That's real. You're a combination of her and then you're a combination of one of the the people from like district like one or two like the lethal group where they just like like they immediately like start yeah. like killing people i feel like you're like a nice combination and, between and those you're the two. most fit so. yeah oh, <laughs> i've never seen the hunger games i'm not gonna lie oh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what i'm talking 
Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, then. I just thought it was a cute superlative that I did not think I was going to get picked. So I'm like, let me just throw it in there. (laughs) Um, Okay, now I got to watch it to see how I'm going to survive it. Um, Most likely to live abroad. I would say either Kia or Janae. I was going to say Mari Rachel. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say myself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like Rachel because she's the one that like mo- like moves. That's true. That's true. I would live abroad. You would or you wouldn't? I would. Yeah. Where, where would you live? Um, don't say Canada. 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 That don't count. <laughs> you gotta go farther. Canada's okay. hat. London. <laughs> okay. That's fair. London. One I could see is I could. I think Rachel would definitely be the first person to have the idea and then strategically figure out how to approach that move. I feel like all the rest of us would be like, yeah, we'll live abroad. And like, by the time we decide, Rachel's ass is already over there. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good description. Um, Okay. Most likely to win a Nobel prize. Amari. Wait, there's different Nobel prizes though. Well, Amari. You want it? Like, wait, if you guys are different ones. If it was Nobel Peace Prize, it would be Rachel. Oh. Oh. No, no. I don't even. I didn't think. Prize. I didn't think of the different. The different Nobel Maybe. prizes. <laughs> it would be Amari for like. I feel like anything else, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I feel like it would be Rachel for like peace, and then Amari for like writing something spectacular. Or mm-hmm. even science. I know you don't even do science, Amari. <laughs> <laughs> science and research. Science. I would probably. I think. Well, I would actually pick Kia. Just for for research, because I feel like I'm too lazy to do all that research stuff. I'm like, it's crazy because when I was in high school, in like middle school, I had a really hard time like with research. I don't know why it just like never clicked. And now I feel like I research for like fun. It's actually kind of creepy. (laughs) My entire like life is just like research, whether it's for like work or like personal. I'm just like constantly researching. And I'm like... I, re- I just remember in high school, like, I had a really hard time. Like, every, every time they were, like, research paper, I would, like, cringe. I'd be like, oh, no. I hate research. Now it's, like, my entire life. Um, most likely to trip down the aisle at her wedding. I thought this was funny. Because <laughs> I'm magic it. I, I would honestly might pick myself just because I've hurt myself in the past by being myself like I tore my I tore my ACL like with no one around me I just dropped and oh like my God. <laughs> twisted my ankle by wa- trying to walk over my foot so I'm sorry okay. I was gonna pick you were you gonna pick me or no, no, I was gonna pick Janae, Janae. I'm gonna pick myself I'm very <laughs> <laughs> like I could just imagine Janae being like like having like a Janae reaction <laughs> with that <laughs> noise <Janae>. attached <laughs> like it's just like a typical Janae like like you just imagine her face yeah like I just immediately thought of Janae and then last but not least most likely to key an ex's car Amari (laughs) oh really (laughs) Rachel (laughs) I want to know why he said me when Amari's mad she's mad so Amari that fire sign bro yeah, I feel like. What were you gonna say, Janae? Well, I was just gonna. I was gonna say Janae first, and then Amari. I was gonna say Kia first, then me. I was gonna say Kia first, 
than Janae. I feel like I would think about it, but as I go to do it, I'm like, but the cops, but jail, but my record, and I go away. (laughs) (laughs) What if I got caught? Yeah. I can't afford that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But then freak yourself out. I think Mm -hmm. Kia would be like, like this. (laughs) You think (laughs) I would also be like, like this. Uh, light them up. I think Rachel, Rachel could get there. Rachel, I would, I would think about it before I even get to the car and be like, no, because of like jail and I can't afford this. And all but of I this, also, so. I also think it's like I think I've seen, I think like I've seen Kia, not Kia, sorry, I've seen Janae and Rachel go through forms of breakups, and I think I've seen them. Uh, react very graciously in them more graciously than I probably would have. So I, that's why I wouldn't necessarily choose them. I've never seen Kia go through a breakup. So I can only, I I can only rely on my imagination. (laughs) I will say that people have said to my face, like, I'm afraid of you in this moment. Like when they're breaking out with me. Okay. Like, (laughs) I'm like, listen, okay. I, I have, I have a tendency, but not with like physical, obviously, because I'm five three and I can't really like beat any guy up. But like with words, I'm like, yeah, I will make you cringe. Like you will like be cringing in your skin. Like I, my dad used to be like, (laughs) talk about my ex boyfriend, how he was like scared of me. It's funny because he's like six three. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like listen I have a way with words I just I do I won't key your car though unless you do something like she'll key your soul though I will yeah I will make you like suffer like mentally that's my goal <laughs> I might like someone's stuff on fire it's like I'm married and some heinous stuff happens yeah we just gotta have to go to court boo mm-hmm. um, you're, gonna, you're gonna Lisa, Lisa Lopez left eye yeah um, throw them sneakers in the in the tub and light that shit off I feel like Rachel's would be like more devious because she's so yeah she's like like, oh she's not gonna light my shit on fire and then it happens and you're like oh (laughs) but you can't even be mad like I feel like if Rachel lit your shit on fire you should be feel guilty that you caused her to get to that point (laughs) thank you thank you Um, (laughs) I made my own little superlatives for you Three. Um, First is Nakia, most likely to be the HBIC bitch in charge. Yeah. And it's just because, like, Kia, I would definitely say is like the motor in so called Oreos. Oh, that's so sweet. He's just so driven and organized, and it'll be like dead ass 12 at night. And Kia's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I mean this. I'm like, this <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Well, in in the best way possible. Like your dedication is a one, and that will only get you so far. So so mm-hmm. far. I will say that I know I'm crazy, and I will say that like sometimes when I'm about to text you guys, I'm like, yo, I hope I just know they're gonna be like, this bitch is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about this podcast. Like this bitch is like. <laughs> So if you guys think that it's totally okay, I already know. Like I know I'm crazy, so like it's totally okay if you want to say it. Like I will not be offended at all. Like if you're just like, "Yeah, shut the hell up." One day I'll be like, "You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I probably just it. it's okay." 
No, personally, I'm like, I need that. I need someone who I feel like is going to push me and also hold me accountable. And also someone where like, I have to rise to their level. I'm a lazy person. Like, so lazy. I'm so lazy. The only things that kickstart me is seeing people, seeing my friends do stuff. And then I'm like, oh shit, let me not be like the lazy one in the group. Like, let me... Let me step up. So that's something that has always pushed me. Um, next, Amari, uh, most likely to be a New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said there. Like, I think we all just know it. Like, when you yeah. say you've got depth and writing skills, you're already a published author. Like, let's go. Thank you, guys. You know, that's the dream. So I appreciate it. <laughs> and then lastly um rachel yours is long but <laughs> really yes most likely to become a yogi slash preacher who also knows how to mortal combat style rip your heart out <laughs> i like that thank you that was amazing I'm i like, love those she's just so centered and calm so i feel like in the next 10 years, I could totally see you either being like a Jesus warrior in a good way or a yogi. Like I can see either one and just be like healthy lifestyle living. Wow. The earth. Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> I do love all those things. I, I do. I do strive to be like healthy and centered. Are you, so. When we did the, um, when we did the black businesses, was it like, did you put the, you put something with the lanta, but I don't know if it's like the same. It's the green. Yeah, um, Atlanta green, something. It's it's a yeah. vegan restaurant, like a vegan fast food oh, okay. restaurant. There's something else with um, therapy for black girls. The, the woman was on it and she was talking about how she was like into like healthy lifestyle with Atlanta and she does like all natural source things for Atlanta and black people. I need to figure out what it is, but I feel like, oh, I'll check it out. out. And like we can look at each other in public I'll show you it because okay. it's outdoor market. Um, Janae, did you have one for yourself? Yeah. Um, no, this wasn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you you remember she's she's an email ho and she said she just wants to love up on us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Specific one for Janae. Most likely to like. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a BTS reference. Oh my god. <laughs> Most likely to run after one of them. People think I'm crazy, like a crazy stand for like the weekend, which I am. But I feel like I'm not on the same level as Janae. No one's on. No, I feel like I'm not. No, she can watch videos all day. And there there was, I loved them. I don't know why Janae stopped, but there was legit like two months where I got a video from Janae every day. (laughs) Because you know, I don't want (laughs) to force anyone into it. I don't want to make anyone feel. Like, you know, I'll occasionally seed in the love, but I, I don't want to make anyone feel like I'm trying to force them because I know that shit's annoying. Um, but I love my boys and I'm heartbroken because like last week, I think I was supposed to be seeing the very first show of their tour. It's OK. Got pushed back. Um, I'm hurt, but it's fine. I'm making it through. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you. Huh? When did it get pushed back? indefinitely oh okay there's no date yeah there's there's no date i did seriously get up 
I didn't seriously take a list or make a list like Janae did, but I did think about it because I get the best ideas in the shower. So I thought about it this morning (laughs) and I said um, that similar to what Janae said for Kia, that Kia would be the head of a major company. I'm not sure which one, but she would be a head of some company. I thought Janae would be the most likely to have her own TV show. And I'm really pulling that, been pulling that for years. We need to make this happen. Um, And then I said, uh, Rachel would be the most likely to have like a brand somewhere like to create cultivate where she has panels and like events. And she's like the head of this kind of like wellness, uh, career, like mogul thing. That's, that's what I, and, and in essence, everyone's at the top of their game doing yeah. something that's very <laughs> long, <laughs> very much what they love. <laughs> doing big things. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. This is an episode of positivity. Yes. Um, Rachel, do you want to give us some mental health tips? I do. And have more positivity coming your way. Um, So I found an article on a website called A Conscious Rethink. And for the past couple of days, I've been uh, waking up early, not early, early, but like before work and um, exercising, doing video at home exercises. And after our exercise, I would meditate. And one of the um, exercises in the meditation video is to set your intentions for the day. So this article, How to Set Daily Intentions to Improve Your Life, um, basically talks about, um, like one of the things we talk about is the difference between setting intentions and goals. So intentions provide you with reminders of how you want to live your life. They're often related to internal things like motivation and inspiration. When setting goals, people usually plan how they'll reach those milestones and may may make those plans public. They might mention them on social media or talk to their friends about how to achieve the goals. Two, consider setting intentions during meditation. Meditation puts you in an ideal state of mind for planting the seeds of your intentions. The reason why it's a good idea to try setting intentions while you meditate is because you should be in a state where you're more relaxed and less anxious than usual. The more settled you are, the easier it should be to recognize your purest desires. Three, use positive language when setting intentions. Speaking of positive and negative perspectives, have you ever thought about your choice of words and how the way you think? When you become more aware of language, you'll likely notice how easy it is to use positive wording in every case. Instead of setting a stop being timid around strangers intention, you should shift it to say, awaken your inner courage for all to see. And lastly, set a daily intention each morning. Some practitioners recommend setting an intention each morning based on whatever you could provide, based on whatever could provide the most benefits for you that day. For example, you might say today, I will set healthy boundaries and respect those others set. If you'll be spending time around people who often wear you down. So like for me, whenever I meditate and I do this exercise, I think about like small things that are realistic things that I can do for that day. Um, I would say, okay, so this morning, um, well, while I meditate, I would say, okay, I want to, um, finish that chapter of the book that I'm currently reading, or I want to, um, clean up and like fix my apartment a little bit. 
Um, and I want to eat healthy today. So these are things that I know that I can achieve for that day. And at the end of the day, like I feel good. And like the next day, like it motivates me to like keep going and setting daily intentions that I know I can, um, I can set and I can t- intention that I know and that I can make. So, um, I hope this helps you and, um, starting something small. Cause like not everyone is good at setting like goals. So if, if you want to start small, you can start with setting intentions, um, every morning for that day. Okay. That's so funny that you just said that. Cause I feel like that was just like, just what Amari said was like, Rachel's going to have the spiritual thing. <laughs> And then talk about intent and stuff but I love that because I'm I like I don't know if I mentioned this before but I'm starting to read the secret it takes me forever to read guys I don't mm. but I'm reading it and they're talking about intentions and all the stuff and a lot of what Rachel said so I'm trying to learn to uh shape my future as they say yeah I I thought it was going to be hard um, because you have to like hold yourself accountable for like what you want to do for that day. But I, I found myself like physically like doing these things, but not overthinking it. I would just like get up and like read and like clean. And, um, instead of like eating a bag of chips, I would like grab a fruit in the refrigerator. So, um, I think that doing it in meditation definitely helps because you're not, um, you're not overthinking it. Your, your body's relaxed, your mind is relaxed and, you know, you're setting your intentions for the day. So, yeah. I love that. Um, my segment is next. The ships. Olivia wrote in, she said, hi all. Before I dive into my letter, I just want to thank you all so much for being yourselves. This podcast is one of my favorites. And as a 24-year-old Black girl who grew up in the suburbs of Long Island, I fully relate to all the Oreo things. I'm hoping that you four wise ladies can help me solve a little COVID situation I'm in. I'm currently living in Brooklyn, New York, in a two-bedroom apartment with a roommate. We are both blessed enough to be able to work from home and we've struck a good balance of staying out of each other's way and giving one another space. We weren't the closest of friends before we decided to live together, but I've grown to really respect her and I generally like her as a roommate. Help me figure out what to do about her boyfriend though. They are typically together 24 seven, which I don't mind much because they tend to chill at his apartment. The big issue is that he's been out of town for the past two months, staying with family while the apocalypse hit. (laughs) And going to be coming back to Brooklyn next week because he's re-signing his lease. I know my roomie is going to want to spend time with him and I'm worried that she'll start going back and forth between his and our place. This would be fine if her boyfriend lived alone, but he doesn't. He has like two other roommates. um, And even if he was properly social distancing and the only visitor he had was my roommate, what about the other two people he lives with? I'm struggling because I get it. We all need, we're all in need of emotional support right now. And if I wasn't perpetually single, I would be right up under my man. But I'm chubby, so I'm not trying to get corona and die because my roommate couldn't go without seeing her boyfriend for a few months help oof Damn. Um, I personally think 
the roommate is being selfish and I think mm-hmm. um like you I think a lot of people are in the situation because I think a lot of people wanted to just like live their lives and be with their significant other which is cool but y'all either got to do that together separately away from each other y'all can't be infecting like just from what she said so the roommate has another person and he's been around his family he might be infecting like 10 people right there yeah that's easily 10 people from whoever your family is plus your roommate plus whoever your roommate got like so it's just like i think that's selfish and i think it's fair to be like hey I don't feel comfortable with you coming back and forth seeing your boyfriend. Like, you don't know what her and her boyfriend, where they're going. They could be going other places and then coming back. And I just think if your health is that important to you, which it should be, I think it's fair to be like, hey, I really don't feel comfortable. Can you either stay at his place or can he not come here for at least two weeks? Yeah. I think even even if like even if you don't mind the boyfriend, but like kind of what Kia said, it's either like, I think you would he they have to either pick your apartment or they have to pick his apartment, but Mm -hmm. they can't be separately going back and forth. Um, I think it's definitely one of those things where, yes, like while people may judge you because like you're not in a relationship, so they're like, you don't get it. But like at the same time, everyone's health is most important. So you, I know you want to be together, but you have to choose to like, you have to choose to socially distance at our apartment or do that at his apartment. And like, be aware that that means you have to stay there um so yeah yeah. i think that's like i think it's like i don't know i just feel like that's common like a lot of people are doing that and it's like you guys don't get to have it like both ways you don't get to like kind of see your boyfriend but you don't want to stay in this day but then you're going to see him this day it's like we're not in that situation anymore and you're just gonna have to either suffer with him or suffer alone i don't know pick one whichever one's better for you but you can't be like selfish and infecting everyone and that's why we have the cases we do yeah, I yeah. think ultimately you just need to have a conversation. And at the end of the day, they're an adult, can't really control what they do. But I do think that a conversation needs to be had and to set boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. Because like, I get it 100%. It's a hard situation to be in if you're in a relationship because you might not be ready to be under that person 24-7. But it's like, you might just have to take that out and just tell them like, Y'all just gotta have to be FaceTiming and Skyping, or you gotta be with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, is there anything else you guys wanna say before we end? Mm-hmm. No, I like today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, um, well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, follow us on all social media at So Called Oreos, and you can email us at So Called Oreos at gmail.com also please fill out our new survey it's on all of our social media you can dm us help us help you with this goddamn survey y'all we're trying to make so-called or is better as you heard in this episode um you can listen to us on soundcloud itunes spotify and google play and please 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 remember to do whatever you can to spread this podcast like it rate it subscribe it retweet us tell your grandma Tell your baby daddy, I don't know. Leave a review, but do whatever you can. Okay, until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.